the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. So, apparently, this one is a real-life story. I heard it in Kasama, and I thought the Lusaka church needs to hear this one. So apparently, uh, Pastor Lassim has been doing some serious evangelism this side. I was asking like each of them, like, how did you, how did you, uh, how did you come to this church? How did you come to this church and all that stuff? Annie and Faith, are you here? Okay, I see you, Faith. Is Annie here? Uh, the, the woman I met, is that your mom? Your mom's older sister? Lovely, I got to meet her. We started the church in her house. Yeah. And, and they go to another church, but they would give us permission to use their home. I think some would stay back. But this, they came even for the Sunday service. Yeah, she was very happy to see me. I won't lie to you. <laughs> I'm a celebrity in those parts. Like, <laughs> Apostle, the same one. Yeah. One of them, when greeting me, he cried. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I quickly became busy. Like, yeah, but you know, uh, I'll give a proper review of it next week. I think um, we'll be giving a review of it next week. For now, let me not say much. I'm still processing my thoughts. But we had a good time. I was in Pastor Lassin's and Begonis Christina's home. I sat. You know what I did? I asked, where does the man of the house sit? That's why I made like a four. <laughs> and I enjoyed myself. They, uh, the team that side really took care of me. Um, I was trying to spend money. They were refusing. They were refusing. They really didn't want that. And... People would take days off just to ensure that everything is well. But nevertheless, in Pastor Lastin's, one of Pastor Lastin's modes of evangelism is serving. So apparently, there's a young man he kept inviting to church, and the young man never used to come. And so one day he was driving, and he found the young man was going to the market to buy something. And so he stopped and said, can I help you? And so Pastor Lastin's drove him to the market. The guy bought the stuff. Then there are some things he never found there. So he drove him to another place to find those things. I don't know how long that trip was. 
and <laughs> it was a Saturday. <laughs> now I was hearing from uh, Dr. Watches because she was there that day. And so they went and dropped the guy off by his gate. And so Pastor Larson says, I hope you're coming to church tomorrow. <laughs> and then the guy, this is apparently, this is the accent he said it with. The guy said, Pastor, if I don't come to church tomorrow, I'm the devil. <laughs> Anyways, he never went to church the next day. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> yeah, so he never went to church the next day. So in so I how I found out the joke is I noticed all the members call Pastor Lassen Pastor. <laughs> okay. Now, why are we in yellow today? Uh, I would like to congratulate all those who found the yellow from somewhere. I know our yellows of different shades. Like there are some who look like like Dylan is just forcing it. Like. <laughs> now, I, I I had a dream about something, and in that dream. I was like all yellow. So I knew what it meant because yellow symbolizes enlightenment and glory. Now I say, so the Lord mentioned that we should all have a touch of yellow, as many as can. Now I praise God he said a touch because hmm, I wasn't going to manage yellow shoes, <laughs> yellow <laughs> trousers. I would have reached church and hospitality would be like, Papa, <laughs> you are welcome. So <laughs> And I think somehow I would have found myself not wearing socks, you know? So, um, yeah. Anyways, so I'm really just sharing a few thoughts today. The first has been themed full or total employment, right? And I was reading today, no, not today, the other day. And I told you I've been in the book of First Samuel. And I was reading on David. Now, David is somebody I've read of a lot. And I'd encourage us to fully understand this sermon, to go back and read on him. Um, I was reading on Saul, and then I was reading on David. I was very interested in Saul, because if you had to ask most people who had the greater anointing between Saul and David, they would probably say David. And yet, they had the same anointing. But one person uh, was obedient and used it well. And the other person uh, decided to start serving himself. He would edit the things God has said. And he just wasn't serious with it. And then I was also interested in seeing, you know, David was quite interesting. The, like, remember the period where Saul wanted to, to kill him? You find in the same chapter, two times it's written, but David behaved himself wisely before the king. David's behavior was never based on how he was being treated, but was based on the anointing on his life. And if you remember, there was a period out of anger when he almost succumbed. That was with regards uh, the husband to Abigail. And Abigail was like, look, my husband is a fool. Don't... You remember that, right? 
you should read the many people don't read the old testament a lot and sometimes that's why we struggle with understanding the riches of the new testament there are certain things you must read in the old testament to understand what jesus saved you from but also in the old testament one of the things i love is that you get to see people in real time and in real life situations and you get to see how they overcame them so i i, I love to read the old testament a lot I was reading first judges judges shows you what happens when there is no mentorship because those there was a lot of poor mentorship in judges whenever someone would die the grace for people to believe in god would die with them now david experienced full employment now for those who've not understood what we mean by full employment employment in this sense does not necessarily mean having a job when we're talking about full employment um i'll use zambia as an example zambia would reach a place of full employment not necessarily when every person has a job because uh when zambia first became a republic there are certain jobs that people had which were very replaceable for example, you know there was a job for just pressing the elevator and then pressing it again. And for everyone to be employed, you'd have like maybe one boss has five drivers. Now, in that sense, you wouldn't say everyone had jobs, but you wouldn't say there was full employment. Now, with full employment, it means Let's use Zambia as an example. Imagine we explore all the water resources that we have. Let's say we set up hydroelectricity in Jambeshi Falls. We set up something else in Wapula and another thing, right? Automatically, not just people being employed, but more resources are being employed for the benefit of the nation. And then let's say we also explore the amount of sun we have and we decide to start generating solar energy to an extent that we can export it you are embracing the resources of the land right and then let's say we take advantage of the good land for example i noticed uh, in some of the areas i was in that the land was quite good but underused most of them were just growing cassava and yet the land could grow other things as well. So let's say people take advantage of that. And so before you know it, maybe there's better food security. But then at the same time, let's say there's also enough to export. And then from the income that comes from whatever is exported, we're able to access this and this and this. And then the amenities begin to improve in different areas. And uh, apart from the amenities improving, even the luxuries start improving. Suddenly you can be in Mansa and you can watch the premiere of Wakanda forever and stuff like that it means that the economy is now coming to a place of total employment so when we're talking about total employment in this sense we're looking at let's say you every resource that god has given you in your heart and also the circumstances around you begin to totally work for your good after all the bible says all things work together so all things are supposed to be employed for you i don't know if somebody's hearing me 
let's say you've had a bad upbringing, even your bad upbringing starts working for your good. That's what we've been praying into. And in prayer, we've been bringing everything together. So now, I realize that David lived quite a full life. I was reading, these are the notes I wrote down about him. Eh? One, David was a good son. Have you noticed? He was very obedient to his father. Even when he was anointed as king, if you read, he still went back to doing the ship. And then even when his father sent David to go check on his brothers, he left someone in charge of the ship. He was not irresponsible. He was a good son. That's amazing, don't you think so? And that's why it shouldn't surprise you that even when David became king, it didn't stop him from honoring God, even when his wife said so. Because for him, it seemed he had already been brought up in such a sense that those who should be honored should be honored, whether I'm anointed or not. I noticed that he was good with sheep, so he had skills. He was a very good shepherd boy. He was very good with sheep. So everyone here, I hope you're taking note. I expect everyone here to be a good family member. Find a way to be a good family member. Even though not everyone may be good to you, be a good family member. Be a good daughter. Be a good son. Be a good mother. Be a good father. Be a good brother. Be a good sister. Be a good husband. Be a good wife. I thought I'd hear an amen. <laughs> be a good husband. Be a good wife. Be a good niece. Be a good nephew. It's part, of your, it's part of your package to the world. Do your best. If there is a fault, let it not be with you. You should behave yourself wisely. Praise God. As in, when someone gets on their knees to thank God, let them thank God you are their cousin. Let them thank God you are their sibling. Let them thank God that they've got someone as wise as you. Let them thank God that they've got somebody as wealthy as you. Yeah. <laughs> Why have the amens increased? <laughs> Someone as considerate as you are. Amen. And here's the thing. There are some things they may never say thank you for now. But in eternity, let them look back and know that there was someone who used to pray for them. So David was a good son. Turn to somebody and say, be a good family member. Yeah. And don't you find it interesting? By the way, like I said, take time to read through you'll notice that he still served his father even when the anointing came on him. David was good with sheep. Each person should have an area that they begin to be good at. It may not be the only area, but it's important for you to learn a trade. It's important for you to learn a skill. It's important for you to get that medical degree even if your father is forcing you. It's important for you to, it's important for you to be useful in an area that can bring money. Let me put it like that. It's important for you to be useful in an area that can bring money. It's very important. And as I'm speaking like this, because I'm giving these things as instructions, what's happening is that grace for these things is being released. So you'll find someone will walk out of this place business-minded. You know, there was a time I had a dream. And in that dream, I was in a library. And I was reading, I was reading books, books on the earth. 
And as I was reading, I woke up remembering, I woke up remembering a lot of what I had read. And some of the, later on when I started doing certain courses, I started being taught about people that I'd read about in the dream. I realized you can wake up wise. You can wake up wise. And that's the period when I went into consultancy. I just woke up like that. Just woke up. So I'm telling you as I'm speaking that you walk out of this place. So take these things as instructions. And then for others, there is an increase. Take them as instructions. So number one, be a good family member. Number two, be a good Be good at something that brings you, that, that, that benefits. Thirdly, he was skillful with the harp. 1 Samuel 16, 18, when Saul was being troubled by a spirit. The Bible says, then one of the servants answered and said, Look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person. The Lord is with him. <laughs> There must be certain things about you that can advertise you. Even beyond. At this point, these people may not even have known that this gentleman was anointed to be king. And yet his skills were able to bring him to the palace before the anointing did. <laughs> I'll say it again. <laughs> his skills were able to bring him to the palace. What is it about you that can bring you to the boardroom? What is it about you that can bring you before parliament? What is it about you that can bring you on national television? There should be something. Now, I, I know that um, what I'm known for is preaching the gospel, right? But that's not the first time I blew up. The first time I blew up was on ZNBC because of debate skills. That's the first time I blew up, like 2010, somewhere there. And in that period, I blew up for a bit. <laughs> I found myself when I don't know how many TV stations. And I remember whenever I would be going for a debate, I would walk in last. <laughs> like when everyone has settled. Then now I'll walk in and, and sometimes I could see the fear on my opponent. So I'll be like, he's here. And I'm not even joking. <laughs> And usually when they would say the best speaker is, I would stand up in advance. I knew it was me. Yeah. Now, <laughs> no, honestly, I knew it was me. Now, I, I, I know that may have stayed bordering around certain <laughs> elements. I think almost all people who do public speaking have to have like, there's a bit of a cocky side about them, right? But, but I knew it was me. I always did. I knew. And it was me almost all the time. Only once when it wasn't. So I pretended I was trying to. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that there actually must be something about you that can introduce you to the king even before... Listen, King Nebuchadnezzar may need your dream interpretation skills, but he doesn't know it yet. So before your dream interpretation skills, he may need your CV. I don't know if you're hearing me. So what attracted Nebuchadnezzar to Daniel first was his ability to learn. His ability to study and to learn. And then it's from there that his dream interpretation skills gathered a platform. 
Joseph was always a leader wherever he was taken because there was something about him. Sharpen those skills, ladies and gentlemen. Sharpen those skills. Listen, if you have to attend public speaking seminars, go attend them. If you've got an LRA syndrome, work on it. No, anything can be worked on. If you know that for you, your life is in the limelight, but the trouble is that you're always saying, Ewan, work on it. You can start practicing it. Get a personal coach if you have to. Pay them 200 quarter a month if you have to. Work on those things. You know that the line of work you want will involve a lot of writing. Do some informal learning. It's not everything that you're taught in university. It's not everything that you're taught there. You've seen a person who's excellent. Go to them, ask them for some help. And then put your money where your mouth is. They'll be more serious about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. They'll be more serious about it if you pay. And it sh you'll also be more serious about it if you pay. I don't know if you're hearing me. The Bible says that if you're going to dine with kings, put a knife to your throat if you're a man given to appetite. In short, if you know that your life is meant to be around kings, there's a way you need to train yourself in terms of etiquette. There are some business deals you may never sign if the first thing you did when you met at a restaurant for it was you ordered everything that could be ordered. <laughs> You've been invited for a business meeting. They've asked, are you taking anything? Please, just take coffee. Not, ah, waiter. Uzani yambako natuma ribs. As your appetizer, ribs. Okay, I need to go fast now. So he was skillful with the harp. David was also a good writer. You can see he was a psalmist, right? And then do you know that David was also a good businessman? He was a businessman, a very good investor. Do you know how we know? When David inquired about Goliath, meaning he was also a good researcher, but nevertheless, when he inquired about Goliath, his question was, what will be done for the man? <laughs> That's business, in short. <laughs> Let me put it like this. You can make money in the area anointed in. So, like, lovely, you've come to church. You're doing some wonderful deco for us. Thank God. That's wonderful. Anyone else, even if they got their number from me, charge them. Even if they got your number from me. No, I hear the one who does deco at COL would like you to come help our church with charge them. Wow. Yeah. Say, my pastor said I should charge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. Charge them. Charge them. You can't be writing people's assignments for free. They will not remember you when they get their salary. Charge them. I don't know if somebody's hearing me. You spend all that electricity, all that energy baking cupcakes. Then everyone is asking for free samples. Charge them. Charge them. I, I, I hope you're hearing me. Now, he was also a good mentor, a good king, a visionary. Above all, a man after God's heart. And an important aspect is that he learned to fight. Right? Now, a few things that are going to start happening for you. 
Number one, circumstances are lining up for your favor. First Samuel 16, 11. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send him, send and bring him here, for we will not sit down till he comes here. When Samuel met Saul, he said, On whom is all the desire of Israel? I declare upon you, you are desirable. Amen. You are desirable. They just want you. Amen. They will not sit down until you come. Amen. If they have to fly you there, they will fly you there. Amen. They will send their tickets for you to fly there. Amen. Because you are desirable. Amen. Your presence is desirable. Your input is considered. Amen. They will not make a decision until they ask for your view. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen. Just as David was anointed to reign and defeat Goliath, you too have been anointed to deal with serpents. I want you to hear this. David was anointed secretly. He even had some battles secretly. But his battle with Goliath announced him. Such that by slaying Goliath, people say it's saying he's killed his tens of thousands. Even the people became prophetic about David. They say saying so has killed his thousands, David is tens of thousands. What am I trying to say? That battle you've been facing, it's not for free. In the name of Jesus, even that battle, I command it to work out for your good. Even your you will never have a challenge which is for free. Every challenge you have faced works out for good. And I even go back in the past to challenges you've had before. And in the name of Jesus, I decree and declare, you are not permitted to suffer for free. When a woman is in labor, her suffering is for the purpose of the child. Now in the name of Jesus, no, you are not permitted to suffer for free. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. That challenge you've had announces you. The Bible says these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. Now serpents are symbolic of demons. Luke 10, 19 says, I give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to defeat all the powers of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. In my dream, I saw eagles eating serpents. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to share just one scripture with you. 1 Samuel 17 verse 43. I want us to look at David versus Goliath. 1 Samuel 17 43. You see that fire sensing on you. You see when the stove is hot, certain things start becoming uncomfortable. Certain things start becoming uncomfortable in the heat. Now, I want you to see this. 
when David faced Goliath, many people think it was a battle of strength. It was not a battle of strength. It was a battle of gods. Look at this. So the Philistines said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And then look at what Goliath did. This is the biggest mistake he made. He should have kept it in the realm of strength. Goliath, the Bible says, and the Philistine cursed David by his gods. So meaning the battle was now taken to the spiritual realm. Now listen, there could be somebody here. They've been enchantments said against you. There's been words spoken against you. There's been curses rained out against you. I came as a servant of God to announce <laughs> that the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. Now, look at, look at this. He cursed David by his gods. Next verse. And the Philistines said to David, come to me. And I will give your flesh to the birds and the beasts of the field. Now look at the very next verse. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. In the Bible, whenever you see the Lord of hosts, that means the Lord of angels. There is a release of angel armies for your favor. The God of Israel whom you defiled, whom you defied. Listen. <laughs> Listen to me. Let's go on. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. I will strike you and take your head from you. He didn't even have a sword. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the bread of the air that they may know there is a God in Israel. Next verse. Give me the next verse. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David. David, David didn't walk to Goliath. He ran. He ran. And there is a momentum that his stones got. Five stones he only used one. There is a momentum it cost for it to pierce through a helmet. That momentum is stronger than the momentum of a bullet. Now, I'm giving us five minutes. As I've been speaking, God sent me today to exhort you. I've been staring you up. There are certain things I need you to confront. There are certain things I need you to address. There are certain Goliaths that I need you to bring down. Now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I take up my position as a servant of God. Even as it has been said in the scriptures that surely they shall gather against thee, but they shall surrender to thee for thy sake. No weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises in judgment against you, you shall refute. For this is the heritage. This is my heritage as a son of God to bring down strongholds. This is my heritage as a son of God to 
make impact. And I declare every Goliath, Shebarababa Satahai, Makantakaye, Barabashatakaye, Barosotakaye, that Goliath of barrenness. I stand as a servant of God and I destroy it. That Goliath of sickness. I stand as a servant of God and I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. 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 Anything that has been set to stop you from fulfilling your destiny. I stand as a servant of God and I destroy it. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want everyone seated. In this same atmosphere, let's have the communion. Let's have the communion in this very atmosphere. Is there anybody else who needs something as a hand here? Okay. Anybody else? Raise your hand. Hebrews chapter number 13 verse 22 to 24 we'll focus on 24 and then we'll read 1st John 5 verse 7 and 8 and I'll give you the direction I'll also need confirmation that everything is well that side I haven't seen Pastor Cho enter again. So I just need confirmation. Okay, we can just hold it there. Now Hebrews 12, 22. It says, but you have come to Mount Zion. Is everything well, Pastor Cho? Pain had done. The blood that's speaking cries out for mercy. The blood that's speaking speaks in your favor. Even your mistakes are corrected by this blood. Amen. Now I want you to see this in 1 John 5 from verse 7. It says, for there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. I want you to come into agreement with what the blood of Jesus speaks over you. So I come into agreement with what the blood of Jesus is speaking over me.
are. Use your imagination for 10 seconds. What do you think the blood is saying over you? What is the blood saying over you? What is the voice in the blood of Jesus? Such that he said, it is finished. What finished? And what I'm hearing God say today, he told me Revelation 3.7, which is the key of David. The God who opens doors that no one can close and closes doors that no one can open. One of the things I saw specifically is certain doors being closed. Doors to sicknesses are being closed. That one that reoccurs every six months it comes again. Every one year it comes again. That door is being closed. That door is being closed. So as you take the communion today, you are coming into agreement with what the blood of Jesus speaks over you. So on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread and he said, this is my body broken for you. And he said, eat it. I want us to take the bread. And after supper, on the same night he was betrayed, he said, this is my blood. This is the new covenant in my blood. I want you to take the drink. Praise God. There's no problem if it tastes nice. However, we're not giving you more. Okay. Now, in the name of Jesus, I bless the entire COL global community. And I declare total employment. You're not purposeless on this earth. Therefore, you're manifesting your purpose. You're manifesting your purpose in totality. All those faculties in you, those skills, those spiritual gifts, that knowledge, that greatness in you, it starts to shine forth. Your greatness shall not be covered anymore. If you are meant to be the, on the throne, you are no longer with sheep. You are being taken right to the place where your destiny requires you to be. You are being taken to the place of your cause. That wealth in you. That anointing in you. That might in you. Go in this might of yours. I charge you. And I declare that all circumstances are working for your good. The year shall not end without your testimony. In the name of Jesus. service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. 
May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 077-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on thecityofthelordzambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church.